Alright, everybody. I'm going to finish this religion episode really strong. It's about my views on religion. So, secular humanism, that's what I subscribe myself to. I'm a secular humanist, so let's go into it. Definition of humanism, other foundation documents for secular humanism. Dictionary definition of modern humanism. Humanism, right? It's a noun. An outlook or system of thought attaching prime importance to human rather than divine or supernatural matters. Humanist beliefs stress the potential value and goodness of human beings, emphasize common human needs, and seek solely rational ways of solving human problems. From Wikipedia, modern times, humanist movements are typically non-religious movements aligned with secularism. And today, humanism typically refers to a non-theistic life stance centered on human agency and looking to science rather than revelation from the supernatural source to understand the world. Paul Kurtz, founder of the Council for Secular Humanism. Who are the secular humanists? Perhaps everyone who believes in the principles of free inquiry, ethics based upon reason, and a commitment to science, democracy, and freedom. Perhaps even you. From free inquiry, secular humanism emerges as a comprehensive, non-religious life stance that incorporates a naturalistic philosophy, a cosmic outlook rooted in science, and a consequentialist ethical system. Atheism and free thought trace their roots to ancient Greek philosophy with an emphasis on rational inquiry and curiosity about the workings of nature. Other sources included early Chinese Confucianism, ancient Indian materialism, Roman Stoic, Epicureans, and skeptics. Submerged during the Dark Ages, free thought reemerged in the Renaissance with the Enlightenment. Rationalism and empiricist thinkers laid foundations for the modern scientific outlook. Unitarians emancipated morality from religion, foreshadowing consequentialism. The late 18th and 19th centuries ushered in a golden age for free thought. With the turn of the 20th century, this flame flickered, but an abiding tradition remained that decades later would emerge as secular humanism. The principal religious humanist organization is the American Human Association, AHA, Oh, AHA's aims extend beyond religious humanism and include naturalistic humanism. It serves as home organization corporation for a great many religious humanists. Other religious humanist organizations include the American Ethical Union, the North American Committee for Humanism, the International Institute for Secular Humanistic Judaism, the former Friends of Religious Humanism, now calling itself HUU Humanists. Humanists and the Humanist Society of Friends, the latter two organizations are now included within the AHA. Though the term secular humanism, though the term secular humanism appeared prior to 1961, no or, no organization was specifically to advocate it until Paul Kurtz and others formed the Council for Democratic and Secular Humanism C O D E S H in 1980. The name expressed opposition. The totalitarian non-theism such as those in the communist world. Free Inquiry was launched late 1980. Publish, publishing the full text of declaration in inaugural issue. 1996 CODESH, a shortened name for the Council for Secular Humanism, the fall of 
communism having rendered the modifier democratic unnecessary. A Sacrohumanist Declaration was issued in 1980 by the Council for Democratic and Sacrohumanism, now called the Council for Sacrohumanism. A few relevant excerpts and citations and highlights. Second humanism is not a dogma or a creed. There are wide differences between Nevertheless, there is a loose consensus with respect to several propositions. We are apprehensive that modern civilization is threatened by force and ethical to reason, democracy, and freedom. Many religious believers will no doubt share this belief of any secular humanist and democratic values will welcome their joining with us in defense of these ideals. On free inquiry, free inquiry entails recognition of civil liberties as integralist pursuit that is a free press, freedom of communication, the right to organize opposition parties and to join voluntary associations, and freedom to cultivate and publish the fruits of scientific, philosophical, artistic, literary, moral, and religious freedom. Free inquiry requires that we tolerate diversity of opinions and that we respect the rights of individuals to express their beliefs, however unpopular they may be, without social or legal prohibition or fear of sanctions. Though we may tolerate contrasting points of view, this does not mean that they are immune to critical scrutiny. The guiding premise of those who believe in free inquiry is that truth is more likely to be discovered if the opportunity exists for free exchange of opposing opinions. The process of interchange is frequently as important as the result. On separation of church and state, any effort to impose an exclusive conception of truth, piety, virtue, or justice upon the whole of society is a violation of free inquiry. Clerical authorities should not be permitted to legislate their own parochial views, whether moral, philosophical, political, educational, or social for the rest of society. Nor should tax revenues be enacted for the benefit or support of sectarian or religious institutions. On freedom and human rights, as democratic secularists, we consistently defend the ideal of freedom, not only freedom of conscience and belief from those ecclesiastical, political, and economic interests that seek to repress them, but genuine political liberty. Democratic decision-making based upon majority rule and respect for minority rights and the rule of law. We are for the defense of basic human rights, including the right to protect life, living, and pursuit of happiness. In our view, a free society should also encourage some measure of economic freedom, subject only to such restrictions as are necessary in the public interest. This means that individuals and groups should be able to compete in the marketplace, organize free trade unions, and carry on their occupation and careers without undue interference by centralized political control. On ethics and moral education, there is an influential philosophical tradition that maintains that ethics is an autonomous field of inquiry, that ethical judgments can be formulated, can be formulated independently of revealed religion, and that human beings can cultivate practical reason and wisdom and by its application achieve lives of virtue and excellence. We do not believe that any particular sect, S-E-C-T, can claim important values as their exclusive property. Hence, it is the duty of public education to deal with these values. Accordingly, we support moral education in the schools that is designed to develop an appreciation for moral virtues, intelligence, and building of character, on religious skepticism. As secular humanists, we are generally skeptical about supernatural claims. Symbolic and mythological interpretations of religion often serve as rationalizations for a sophisticated minority, leaving the bulk of humankind to flounder in theological confusion. 
we consider the universe to be a dynamic scene of natural forces that are most effectively understood by scientific inquiry. On reason, we're committed to the use of the rational methods of inquiry, logic, and evidence in developing knowledge and testing claims to truth. Since human beings are prone to error, we are open to the modification of all principles, including those governing inquiry, belief that they may be in need of constant correction. On science and technology, we believe the scientific method, though imperfect, is still the most reliable way of understanding the world. On education, the aims of education are many. The transmission of knowledge, training for occupations, careers of democratic citizenship, and the encouragement of moral growth. Among its vital purposes should also be an attempt to develop the capacity for critical intelligence in both the individual and the community. In democratic societies, television, radio, films, and mass publishing too often cater to the lowest common denominator and have become banal wastelands. There is a pressing need to elevate standards of taste and appreciation. In conclusion, secular humanists places trust in human intelligence rather than in divine guidance. Skepticals of theories of redemption, damnation, and reincarnation, secular humanists attempt to approach the human situation in realistic terms. Human beings are responsible for their own destinies. We believe that it is possible to bring about a more humane world, one based upon the methods of reason and the principles of tolerance, compromise, and negotiation and difference. We recognize the need for intellectual modesty and the willingness to revise beliefs in the light of criticism. Again, we recognize the need for intellectual modesty and the willingness to revise beliefs in the light of criticism. The 50th anniversary of World Humanist Congress managed to pass a resolution known as the Amsterdam Declaration 2002. Following the Congress, this updated declaration was adopted unanimously by the International Humanist and Ethical Union. IHEU General Assembly and thus became the official defining statement of world humanism. English, Spanish, Tagalog, Vietnamese, Chinese are the main languages of San Diego County. Please expand this article to read the declaration of all these languages except Vietnamese and Spanish, Tagalog, and Chinese. So in English, oh, so they're going to in the future. Okay, I wanted to clear that up. In English, humanism is the outcome of a long tradition of free thought that has inspired many of the world's greatest thinkers and creative artists and gave rise to science itself. The fundamentals of modern humanism are as follows. One, humanism is ethical. It affirms the worth, dignity, and autonomy of the individual and the right of every human being to the greatest possible freedom compatible with the rights of others. Humanists have a duty of care to all of humanity, including future generations. Humanists believe that morality is an intrinsic part of human nature based on understanding and a concern for others needing no external sanction. Two, humanism is rational. It seeks to use science creatively, not destructively. Humanists believe that the solutions to the world's problems lie in human thought and action rather than divine intervention. Humanism advocates the application of the methods of science and free inquiries to the problems of human welfare. But humanists also believe that the application of science and technology must be tempered by human values. Science gives us the means, but human values must propose the ends. Three, humanism supports democracy and human rights. Humanism aims at the fullest possible development of every human being. It hopes that democracy and human development are matters of right. The principles of democracy and human rights can be applied to many human relationships and are not restricted to methods of government. 
Therefore, humanism insists that personal liberty must be combined with social responsibility. Humanism virtues to build a world on the idea of the free person responsible to society and recognizes our dependence on and responsibility for the natural world. Humanism is undogmatic, imposing no creed upon its adherents. It is thus committed to education free from indoctrination. Five, humanism is a response to the widespread demand for an alternative to dogmatic religion. The world's major religions claim to be based on revelations fixed for all time, and many seek to impose their worldviews on all of humanity. Humanism recognizes that reliable knowledge of the world and ourselves arises through a continuing process of observation, evaluation, and revision. Six, humanism values artistic creativity and imagination and recognizes the transforming power of art. Humanism affirms the importance of literature, music, and the vision of performing arts for personal development and fulfillment. Seven, humanism is a life stance aiming at the maximum possible fulfillment through the cultivation of ethical creative living and offers an ethical, rational means of addressing the challenges of our times. Humanism can be a, a way of life for everyone everywhere. Our primary task is to make human beings aware in the simplest terms of what humanism can mean to them and what it commits them to. By utilizing free inquiry, the power of science and creative imagination for the furtherance of peace and in the service of compassion, we have confidence that we have the means to solve the problems that confront us all. We call upon all who share this conviction to us to associate themselves with us in this endeavor. Lastly, the secular community, the secular life, a better way of living. What does it mean to be secular? Being secular is being non-religious, that is not belonging to a religious order or congregation. Secularism is defined as rejecting religion. What's wrong with religion? Each of the major religions was created hundreds or thousands or thousands of years ago, and humans were largely ignorant of how the world worked, that is, the laws of nature and science. Those religions were founded and still operate on the principle that men are superior to women and that all the other species on earth exist to support human desires. <laughs> Much of the conflict and violence in the world is linked to religion, for example, Christian versus Muslim, Muslims versus Jews, Hindus versus Muslims. Even within religions, there's much conflict. Within Christianity, Protestants versus Catholics. Within Islam, Shites versus Sunnis. Each religion believes in a supernatural god or gods that can and slash or do interfere in the daily lives of humans. There is no tangible evidence that such gods exist and to believe in such beings undermines the need for humans to take proper responsibility for their actions individually and collectively. Although more than 75% of the world's population belongs to one of the major religions, after thousands of years of religious practice, we have more than a billion people who lack access to clean water, don't have enough to eat on a daily basis, lack basic sanitation facilities, lack electricity. In addition, half the world's population does not have access to basic healthcare services. Religion offers no solutions for these problems and the biggest threat to humanity, climate change. In general, the most secular countries have the highest standards of living, the least violence and the highest levels of happiness. The challenge for secularism, for many people, religion does provide a sense of community. 
and a source of consolation when a great loss occurs in their lives. If secularism is to replace religion, it will have to provide those same benefits. It is therefore important that secularists come together to provide that same sense of community and support for its members. Four keys to providing a sense of community. Membership, having a sense of belonging and a personal investment in the group. Building trust, people must know and be able to depend on what they can expect from each other in the community. The community must offer something of value that its members want. There's a common bond and emotional connection between members. Religion versus secularism. Religion depends largely on faith and on questioning belief in the spiritual, suspending logic and reason. Secularism relies on the laws of science, proven facts and use of reason to decide the correct path forward. Most religions emphasize an afterlife, that is, no matter how bad a person's life is, they will be better off in the afterlife when they're dead. Secularism believes that the life a person is living now is what is most important, that people should have the resources and opportunity to make that life a happy one. Living a secular life, basic principles, the universe is governed by one overarching set of laws. Our, our overarching set of laws, the laws of nature and science. The human community whose existence is subject to those laws needs to respect and preserve the environment that nature has bestowed or threaten the existence of humanity and the other species with which we share our planet. Within the human community, if we are to consider our societies to be civilized, each person must be acknowledged as having a set of basic rights. Individuals' basic rights, the right to life and liberty, liberty being the freedom to do that which injures neither another person nor the environment. The right to be happy, freedom from discrimination based on race, color, sex, sexual orientation, religious or other, personal beliefs, nationality, or social origin. No human being shall be held in slavery or servitude. The right to live in a free and open society with the right to vote, free speech, a basic education, affordable quality health care, clean air, water, and proper sanitation. Our children, because children represent our future because of their lack of maturity, they require special safeguards and care. Children defined as those under 18 years of age should be afforded the following protections. The right to know and be cared for by their parents. While acknowledging the rights and responsibilities of parents, children are not the property of their parents. Where, per where parents' personal beliefs are actually contrary to the health and well-being of the child, the child's well-being takes precedence. Children have the right to form and express their own ideas in the same manner as adults. Code of conduct. We cannot command people. People have free will and will make their own decisions as to what they will do. However, people must also be held accountable for the consequences of their actions. We do not need religion for morality. As a society, we are fully capable of agreeing on a basic set of precepts that form the basis of a common moral code that all should follow and as a foundation for a set of laws society puts in place. Ten basic moral precepts. One. Do unto others as you have them do unto you, the golden rule. Two, we all should have the freedom to choose our actions, but we also must bear the responsibility for the consequences of the actions that we take. Three, the unending chase for the acquisition of more and more material goods is a fool's errand. Love and friendship are the true foundations of happiness and the key to the positive interactions necessary to provide peace and tranquility within and across societies. Four, an individual has but one life to live and should strive for happiness in that life built on positive relationships with others and a continual sense of joy at the wonders that nature has to offer. Five, do not allow yourself to be blindly led, do not allow yourself to be blindly led by others. Question everything and use your own reasoning based on fact and your life experiences to decide what is right. 
Six, do not discriminate against others based on sex, race, culture, sexual orientation, religion, social origin, or personal beliefs. Seven, respect the rights of others hold opinions that differ from your own. Eight, treat the environment and nature with respect and be active in preventing harm that would jeopardize future generations' ability to enjoy nature's ability and bounty. And bounty. Nine, a person who is able should earn their way through life and not feed selfishly on the efforts of others. Ten, a person's opportunity for happiness should not be limited by the circumstances to which they were born and it is the obligation of society as a whole to ensure that each person has opportunity to reach their full potential as a contributing member of their community. Virtues, the word virtue means moral excellence. Virtues are positive traits considered inherent in good people. To aspire to be virtuous means to strive to achieve the potential for good that, human, that humanity at its best represents. List of virtues. Each of the following virtues, which are interrelated and overlap, represents a different aspect of what seems to be the ideal of the virtuous self. One, generosity. Giving something of yourself to others, something that has value and is something others lack. Two, courage. To do the right thing. Three, justice. Ensuring that everyone is treated fairly and receives their proper share of life's benefits. Four, compassion, a feeling of concern for the suffering of others. Five, gratitude, being grateful for the positive in our lives, the things we have and the benefits we receive. Six, humility, an acknowledgement of our own limits. Seven, tolerance, our capacity to, to respect other people's opinions, practices, and beliefs. Eight, love, the affection we feel for one another, providing a personal level of care and kindness. Nine, human honesty, being truthful, sincere, and trustworthy. 10, self-discipline. The ability to control one's anger, properly channeling passion, thinking before responding to, to impulses. 11, curiosity. It is curiosity that drives our ability to learn, providing an antidote for ignorance and countering the dangers posed by blind faith. 12, skepticism going hand in hand with curiosity. It is our filter, the check in helping us evaluate which information is actually worthy of consideration and belief. The value of art, music, and culture. Art is a human activity or product in visual form, which is intended to express ideas, trigger emotions, or communicate a sense of beauty. Music whose intended expressions parallel those of art are auditory instead of visual, although participation in musical activities often involves a visual component. Culture is a combination of art, music, other forms of expression, the customs and beliefs of the people. Art and music often speak to us in ways that are difficult to express in words, which is why they are so powerful and important to us as human beings. Art and music help to educate about life and our history. Images can be particularly important in helping to explain difficult concepts. Art and music can also be therapeutic, and the field of art therapy is a recognized form of treatment for people, needing to find relief from trauma and other personal crises. Art and music can also be valuable tools for promoting a greater sense of community. Art and music are part of our collective culture. The culture embraces far more, including our clothing, our celebrations, and our language. As part of building our communities, we need to embrace and celebrate the diverse cultures represented within and outside of our community boundaries. By integrating art, music, food, and other cultural components as a regular part of community, celebration and services, our sense of community is encouraged and strengthened. Preserving our home, the environment, climate change, the earth is our home, we have no other. Human activities have been continued to devastate our planet. The burning of fossil fuels, coal, coal, oil, natural gas is causing climate change, leading to more intense storms and drought and rising sea levels. The destruction and crowding out of habitats resulting from human population growth are causing plant 
animal species who experience extinctions at 1,000 times the normal rate, or ATE. Religion based on ancient texts has few, if any, answers for these problems. A unified, secular, worldwide effort is the best option for addressing these challenges. Secularism and democracy. Democracy generally defined as ruled by the majority is widely acknowledged to be the only legitimate form of government. Democracy has, democracies have been shown to register the highest levels of happiness for their people than other forms of government. The most democratic and secular societies seem to be not only the happiest, but the most affluent, best educated, and least violent. Summary, a move to secularism would resolve much of the conflict and violence stemming from different religious beliefs. One can lead a happy, meaningful life without the need of religion. A move away from religion towards secularism will remove significant barriers between people, help unite the human population, enable us to better address major problems such as poverty and climate change. Democracy coupled with secularism will lead to greater overall happiness and prosperity across the globe. So I want to say in conclusion that I am a member of the secular community. I do believe, more importantly, I know, I know that a secular life is a better way of living. Again, I know that a secular life is a better way of living. And once again, I'm a member of the secular community. And yes, again, I'm a secular humanist. And this will be my concluding sentence. Concluding sentences, actually. I project the religious definitions of language that is normally attributed to religion because it's all about world domination and life and the concept of the afterlife in terms of the religious way of looking at it, it's about eternal world domination. So Christ-likeness and God-likeness, I take the religious meanings out and I put universality into God-likeness and Christ-likeness. I think I am, I have oneness with God-likeness and I also have oneness with Christ's likeness. I have oneness with universality. I am one with myself, others, people, nature, animals, architecture, insects, the planet Earth, life in the universe. And I put universality and human rights all into all of the words that are usually attributed to religion and I take all the religious definitions of all words out and I put universality human rights for all and all words in um, so I 
look at all religions and all religious texts in terms of everything they say uh, metaphorically metaphysically allegorically poetically and symbolically I don't look at all religion and everything they say historically accurately literally legalistically pharisaically and self-righteously religion is confusing to me because I don't know what is real and what is symbolic and religion is confusing to me because I also don't know who is real and who is symbolic and religion is really really confusing because I don't know the who and the what can they both be real and symbolic or is it real or symbolic 